Why, hello there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today, we're talking about ROI, return on investment, and how we can share this information with our prospects to make that decision easier for them to work with you. Let's do this. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. I want to shout you out for listening to this episode about ROI, ROI, return on investment. We're going to get a little mathy here. I'm going to be walking you through some scenarios. ROI is something that I feel is a big game changer. So if you have that notebook handy and you can pull it on a page and write down some notes here, I want to encourage you to do so. And if you have not yet included ROI, whether it's general or specific, and we're going to be talking about that too, about your services, I strongly want to recommend that you do so as well. And there's so many reasons to move forward with this and try. First of all, I want to give you a quick win. Cornell has a great ROI calculator. So you can head there right now and it can walk you through what the return on investment is for simple office ergonomics equipment. Specifically, how fast will that investment be paid off? And there's a couple other things that are so useful, but I'm going to leave that to you to dive in there. A little curiosity never hurt anyone. The reason why ROI is just so useful when we want to turn more prospects into customers has to do with the value that we bring. And when I talk to ergonomics enthusiasts and professionals, we know that we have the skills and the tools to make a huge difference and enhance the productivity of businesses everywhere. However, there seems to still be a miscommunication there. They know that we exist, but they don't know the degree of which we can help. And that's how ROI can really help you communicate what you do to businesses. Because if we take this really, really high level, ergonomic services is not our offer. It's a deeper conversation that we have here. And one of the deeper conversations that can really help an organization move forward with you is bringing what types of promises and the process that you can do to help them get the results that they desire. So there's some really useful game-changing stats that I want to share with you. And like I mentioned, you can literally copy these, write them down, put them in your emails, 
put them on brochures, and have as talking points when you're communicating the value of your services to a prospect. But I want to shift this at the same time and encourage to do your own ROIs of the customers that you've helped in the past. And it doesn't have to get really specific. However, in a case study type of format, you can definitely say what were the benefits and the return on investments that you've had with your clients. It's right there. You want to make this decision as easy as possible. So let's move into what the research has to say. And this is, again, bigger ideas that is oh so useful. And we're going to dive into the past research over the past 10 plus years. And some of this stuff is really mind-blowing to say that it's helping companies to the degree that it is helping. And this is me from being a super nerd and going through all this literature on a monthly basis. So first of all, um, there's a study led by an international social security association and the German social accident insurance system. And they reported that the average OHS expenditures per employee um, that year was 1,200 pounds. Okay. And um, the employer representatives were also asked a single question about their assessment of the ratio of the financial benefits to the OHS expenditures. The average estimated financial return on these investments was about $2.20 for each dollar invested in prevention. Boom, that's huge, right? Uh, using similar methods as this study, this is a really big one, a U.S. study found that more than 400 senior financial officers reported a median of $2 of financial benefits for each dollar invested in prevention. And I'm going to leave all this information in the show notes below so you can dive into it because it's juicy. But that's just one example. So Already, we're talking about the financial benefits is more than uh, at least double of the investment in prevention, okay? And that's backed by literature. I'm going to move into another study here, and it's a study by the European Commission, and they used a different approach. This research um, estimated the cost of a work-related injury and illness in approximately 400 case studies, Then they worked with employer representatives to estimate the potential financial benefits arising from 56 specific prevention methods. Under conservative assumptions, the study estimated the ratio of financial benefits to OH&S expenditures to be 1.29. Under a less conservative set of assumptions, the estimate was 2.18. So again, there is a positive financial benefit here as well. But that's not all, okay? So I I think you're seeing the trend here. There is a positive reflection in productivity related to investment in prevention. 
Here's another one. In 1999, so more than 20 years ago, the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation established a safety incentive grants program to provide matching funds to employers who were investing in engineering controls to improve OH&S. That's occupational health and safety, if I have not yet defined that. An assessment of the economic benefits of this program concluded that the financial benefits of the program's incentive expenditures in 2015, which was $14.3 million, were in the range of $22 to $39 million. Huge. And these benefits included the avoidance of workers' compensation costs, employer productivity gains arising from avoided work and work-related injury and illness. And that represented a return on investment in the program in the range of 1.6 to 2.9. Boom. So another huge win there. I have one more study to share with you. So this would be number five. Number five, a study focused on the construction industry in the United Kingdom and collected information from approximately 80 construction contractors on OHS expenditures and measures of financial benefits that included estimates of both tangible and intangible benefits. The ratio of financial benefits to OHS expenditures was about 2.6. I will have all of this information in the blog post. So if you missed it, just head to the blog post. The information on how to get there is in the show notes, and you can check that out. So there are some key things that I want you to reflect on. First of all, are you including ROI in how you talk about ergonomics to those decision makers? How about in your marketing? Do you reflect the work that you've done with past clients in your marketing services? I want you to really consider that there could be some huge opportunities just to shine a light on some of the great work that you've already been doing. Because if you don't do it, likely it's not going to be done. Um, so one more thing I want to bring the light here. And it's who your ideal clients are. Okay, because you might be really able to dive down into some of these amazing ROI stats from literature. Maybe you dive into your specific workers' compensation board and your jurisdiction to see what's out there. But depending on who your ideal clients are, who you want to serve, this may resonate with them or they could care less. Specifically, if you are serving businesses, and if you know anything about me, especially in the Accelerate program, I recommend that ergonomic service providers start offering services to the small to the medium-sized businesses out there. Why? Because it's just so much easier to get started. And in Accelerate, there's this quick start module that I 
give you the exact steps that I have used when I started my consultancy on my own and how I got my first paying client. So using these statistics in a way that reflect who you work with is a super useful stat here to move forward. The second thing is that if you're working with mostly individuals, if you're a direct-to-consumer type of business model, then I want to really encourage you to look at the Cornell ROI calculator. And I'll include that in the show notes as well. Um, Whatever way that you are serving your customers, whether you're focusing on corporate um, and you're looking at those small to medium-sized businesses, or you're direct to the consumer and you want to provide information to them there. There's so much information, so much value you can provide with ROI information. I really want to encourage you to move forward with that. One more thing. If you have not yet signed up for the waitlist for Accelerate, I want to highly encourage you to do that. There's going to be lots of benefits to this waitlist. I'm going to be giving you documents and jumping in and seeing how you're at in your business. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you in the next one.